Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. I'm Lauren Francois, human design, mindset, and money expert. I'm a mom of two, entrepreneur for the past nine years, and six-figure earner. I help you, successful, ambitious women, create more success and wealth with more ease by using my unique approach to get you to think and operate in a way that's in full alignment with who you truly are and what you deeply desire. If you're ready to dig into, understand, and remove the blocks that have been holding you back from catapulting yourself forward, you're in the right place. Let's dig into today's episode. Ladies, we are back with another behind-the-scenes episode. I feel like it's been a hot minute since we've done one of these behind-the-scenes real-life chats. I think it's been about two months, which is just crazy, absolutely crazy, how fast time continues to go. It really is true that the older you get, the faster it goes. I am in that right now. I'm experiencing that every single year. But I'm really excited to jump into this behind the scenes episode. And you guys seem to love these episodes. I love recording these episodes. I think the reason I really enjoy these episodes is because it gives you a glimpse into who I am outside of business, outside of money and mindset and human design, the three things that we really are focusing on in this podcast. And since I have taken a step back from social media, just not sharing as much of the day-to-day there, I really have focused the last two years really on being much more present in my day-to-day life. A lot of the stuff that I share here in the behind the scenes episodes, I'm not sharing on Instagram. So if I didn't share it here, you wouldn't get it anywhere. And I just think that it's an opportunity for us to connect on a deeper level. Creating really deep relationships is a huge part of my human design. It is a gift of mine. It is part of my purpose here on earth. And so Anything that can help me do that is something that I like to lean into. And I think the more that you can get to know me, the more we can connect at that deeper level. So me sharing the things I'm doing, the things I'm liking, the things that are going on in my life, I think that just gives you a glimpse into who I am and hopefully it helps you to connect with me more. So today we're going to be talking about a variety of topics. Again, I have a few loose ends to wrap up from previous behind-the-scenes episodes, things that I promised I would circle back to. I have some other things that I want to share with you. So without further ado, let's dive right in because who knows how long this could end up being. Before we do that though, I have to give this disclaimer. I have been giving this disclaimer for the last month and a half. I have a huge landscaping project going on at my house and they are working right outside my office window. There is a bobcat that is driving by. They are digging out a hill. So if you hear some wonky background noises, that's what it is. My podcast producer, Joelle, is truly phenomenal. I have not heard any background noise in the latest episodes which is surprising to me, but shows just how good she is because there has been noise and today is one of those days. So 
There's a lot of noise today. I don't know if she can eliminate it all. If you hear something, that's what it is. Hopefully it's not too distracting. But again, this is real life. I'm not going for perfection. This is where I record. This is when I record. I'm not going to move my whole setup just to eliminate a little bit of background noise. So there you have it. Okay, let's start off with a couple of book reviews. I've been doing these the last few behind the scenes episodes. I've gotten back into reading and I just wanted to share two of the books that I've really enjoyed over the last month or so. The first was the book Spare by Prince Harry. If you've listened to any of the other behind the scenes episodes, I have talked about how I broke down and watched the Harry and Meghan Netflix series and I was very, very intrigued by it. It is just a glimpse into the power of childhood experiences, the power of our beliefs, how fear can manifest, and I just found it very, very fascinating. And then I promised on a podcast episode that I would buy his book and read it. So I did. I bought his book. I read it, and I enjoyed it. I I was, again, very fascinated. I think it pulls the curtain back on royal life. I think it shows how our childhood experiences shape who we are, shape what matters to us, shape our beliefs, shape the stories that we tell. And I was right. (laughs) So before I read the book, I said it just seems like a lot of what happens within the royal family comes from a place of fear, a place of fear and lack. And that's basically what was uh, solidified in this book. He really goes into that. And again, I just found it a very, very fascinating read. That life is just an alternate reality. (laughs) You guys, it really is a completely different reality and shows that we all can be living these different realities all at the same time. But it's just mind-blowing to me to think about the fact that he never carried money around. He never had to learn how to use money up to the day that they left the royal family. His father was still in charge of his money. He didn't know how to get a mortgage. He talked about how, you know, one of the hardest things in leaving the royal family is he never was allowed to develop the skills of just being like a normal contributing individual in society, right? Like it's so crazy to think about that. And so I feel like it gave me a deeper understanding of who they are why they did what they did and I honestly just wish them nothing but the best I think they deserve that and I hope that there are positive things to come from them in the future so I really did enjoy that book it did shift my perspective on Harry and Meghan and I thought it was a good read the other book that I have been reading which I saw Catherine Zankina reading and I was like you know what this is something that I really want to dive into. It's called The Queen's Code. It's only available on Kindle, I believe, or maybe on Audible. I'm not sure, but I had to get it on Kindle, which I don't have a Kindle. I had to download the Kindle app and I have to read it on my computer. I really enjoy just reading 
hardcover books or softcover books. I, I enjoy having the book in my hand. So this was a first for me. But it's really a book all about relationships and masculine and feminine relationships and understanding men and how men work and how men think. And it is eye-opening, you guys. It is fantastic. If you want to improve your relationship, go read this book. I've found it to be so helpful. I've found that it has brought self-reflection to me on how I behave in my relationship. And I feel like my relationship is already fantastic, but it can always get better, right? Like everything can always get better. And I just feel like it's given me such a deeper understanding of my husband and how to interact with my husband and how how to understand my husband. And so I would highly, highly recommend that book as well. Since we're on the topic of books, let's dive into a show that I watched one episode of, and we actually turned the, sh- the episode off before it even finished because it was so terrible, you guys. So Brady and I love the real estate shows. I love Million Dollar Listing New York, Million Dollar Listing LA. I just love seeing real estate. And I've actually really enjoyed those two reality shows. I feel like it's not too much drama. It really focuses on the real estate aspect of the show. So we were scrolling through, I don't know if it was Netflix or Prime Video. I think it was probably Netflix. And we were just looking for something to watch. And we saw this show selling the OC. And we're like, ooh, you know, we love Million Dollar Listing LA. Like, let's watch Selling the OC. So we turn on this show. You guys, this show is so bad. So, so bad. I know there is a version of it called Selling Sunset. They're selling the OC. I think there's another version of it in another city. But holy smokes. If you just want to watch people, women specifically, women be terrible to each other, speak about each other in a horrible way, gossip, drama, if you want to watch that, then go watch this show. It was so bad. There were so many times as we were watching it that I turned to Brady and I was like, I can't believe women actually live this way. I cannot believe women speak about each other this way. I cannot believe that women allow other women to speak about each other this way. I cannot believe that other women think it's okay to talk about other people this way. Like it was so bad. I feel like you should just go watch it to see what a terrible, terrible women relationships look like. But the sad part about it is, is that I don't know if you listening to this watch this, but so many women watch this. And I know this is the relationship that so many people have, so many women have with other women. It's based in gossip and drama and getting involved in other people's business in a way that you should not be involved in other people's business. Like, it's so catty. It was disgusting, honestly. We turned it off. I was like, that was terrible. That was a complete waste of my time. And... Within MBA, which if you've listened to other episodes, you know I'm a peer mentor for the Manifestation Babe Academy, which is Catherine Zinkina's signature program. She talks about how 
we are affected by all of this on a subconscious level. So if you're watching a lot of news, which I don't watch the news at all, I stopped watching the news at the beginning of 2020. The news is absolutely terrible. It is so negative. It gives such a negative view of this world. It is based off of feeding off of our fear. It is it is terrible. But she talks about how, you know, watching these shows impacts you on a subconscious level in a way that you do not understand. And when we're constantly fed these things, we're putting our nervous system in a constant state of dysregulation. We're in a constant state of stress. We're in a constant state of fight or flight. And that we cannot operate at our best when we're in that state. When we're in a state of fight or flight, we're actually dumb because we, our body channels all the blood from our brain into our legs and our mouths to run fast or our legs or our arms like to run faster or to fight flight or fight or flight so that means it's leaving our brain so we are dumber when we are in fight or flight plus it releases all of these stress hormones which we all know what that does to us how stress can impact our overall health and so I was just like, I don't know why anyone would ever watch this show. And I'm sorry, or I'm not sorry, if that offends you, you should not be watching that. Nobody should be watching this. The fact that people watch it is why they keep putting it out. But like, it is so terrible for your mindset. So, so, so terrible. So maybe go watch it to see how bad it is. If you have been watching it, and you weren't aware of the effect that it can have on you, I hope that this conversation makes you think twice about watching shows like this. You have to be so cognizant of what you are exposing yourself to. And you have to bring a new level of intention to those things and become aware of how these things actually affect you. But I really wanted to talk about that because this show is just so horrible. And I refuse to watch anything that portrays relationships that way because that's not how I that's not an appropriate way I think for women to behave ever (laughs) ever 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 so I really wanted to just give you guys my opinion on the show selling OC because it was so bad let's talk about true comfort So you guys, I am not, I, the identity that I have embodied is that I am not a cook. I haven't typically enjoyed cooking in the past. I never really got into it. I have loved baking my whole life, but for some reason I just haven't really loved cooking. And when the kids were much younger, cooking was very stressful, right? Because you have a baby who's crying, it's the witching hour, you're trying to make dinner, you have a toddler running around. I mean, it just always felt like a very, very stressful time of the day. And so it was never something that I could enjoy. It was like, what can I make that's healthy, that's quick? And so I developed a way of making dinner that was healthy and quick. Like it was a protein, 
a healthy carb and a veggie. If I could cook everything on the grill, that was fantastic. A lot of times it's just always been very, very basic because I just never really dove into cooking. But this summer, I started to get sick of my own cooking. <laughs> I started to, get, started to get sick of having the same things all the time. And I was like, if I am sick of this, my kids and my husband have to be sick of this. So my kids are now six and a half and just shy of five. And I was like, you know what? They are in school five days a week now. I have more time. I'm going to buy a cookbook and we're going to cook together. They can help me now. They have these little kid knives. They're interested. Not all the time, but if I ask them if they want to help, they usually do. I'm like, we're going to cook some some meals together. And I'm not holding myself to a super high standard. We're talking like maybe two to three things a week. We're going to cook together. We're going to cook two or three of these recipes. And that's what we're going to do. So I bought Kristen Cavallari's cookbooks, her two cookbooks, True Comfort, and I think the other one is called True Roots. I haven't cooked out of that one yet. But I have cooked quite a few recipes out of True Comfort. And you guys, I'm enjoying it. It has been fun. The kids have helped me with quite a few of the recipes. The recipes I have found to actually not be too complicated. They're pretty simple. They have been pretty good. Like, I feel like I have to cook the recipes a couple times to really perfect them. I've definitely made some rookie mistakes the first time around. But I feel like if I go back and cook them again, they're just going to get better and better and better. So for instance, on what day is it today? Thursday? It's Thursday as I'm recording this. So on Tuesday night, I had my parents over and I was like, I'm going to cook this recipe, which was classic pasta bolognese. And I looked at the recipe the night before and I'm like, okay, this looks pretty simple. You know, chop up a couple veggies, throw them in the... Throw them in the pan with some olive oil. You're going to add your meat. Then you're going to add the tomato paste and the chicken broth and create like the sauce. And then you just cook the pasta. Well, I did not look at the amount of time things needed <laughs> to simmer. So I started cooking at, I don't know, like 4.30. I think it's 4.30, 4.45, thinking like, okay, it's going to take about an hour. I saw that there was one part of the recipe where things had to simmer for an hour. The other thing that I did is the recipe called for ground beef, veal, and pancetta. Well, I live in northern Wisconsin. We don't have, I could not find ground veal and I could not find pancetta. So I'm going to have to hit up Thrive Market, I think. I'm going to have to start planning a little more ahead for some of these recipes. But I was like, you know what? I have ground elk. Like, we still have ground elk left. I'll just use ground elk. So I used an entire package of ground elk, which ended up being, like, a little too much meat. And then I think the oil, like, the fats within the ground elk just kind of altered the taste of this a little bit. So when I do this again, I'm going to probably use just the ground elk instead of the ground beef. And then I am going to get the veal and the pancetta because I think that's going to make a huge difference. 
So I made that mistake. But then the other mistake I made was I didn't read through the recipe fully like the night before. So I did see that it needed to simmer for an hour, but I didn't see that then I had to add something else in and then it had to simmer for another 45 minutes. So I didn't realize that until we were already cooking and I was like, oh my gosh, this recipe is not going to be done until like 7.30. So I ended up just making the pasta noodles and then running to the store and getting spaghetti sauce and we had pasta with spaghetti sauce while this was cooking and then we had this last night and it's good it would be better if I would have followed the recipe exactly so I need to follow the recipe again but again I've I've been really impressed with the taste with how easy these recipes have been I made this spicy Peruvian chicken with this phenomenal phenomenal sauce on Monday. It was so good. So I'm excited to keep trying these recipes. I've made espresso overnight oats. I've made these banana pumpkin muffins. I've made banana bread oatmeal, but you make it in a crock pot. It has been yummy. So, and the kids have really enjoyed helping me with it. So I think this is a thing. Like this is a thing that's going to get me into cooking. We're going to go through, we're going to make all of these recipes. I think I have enough recipes to last me for at least the next few months. And I'm excited to see where this takes my cooking skills. So I would highly recommend the True Comfort Cookbook. You can get it. It's Kristen Cavallari's cookbook. It is True Comfort is uh, all no refined sugar and I believe dairy-free, maybe gluten-free, I'm not sure. Two of those three. And then the True Roots, I think, is gluten, dairy, and refined sugar-free. But I've noticed that, so we've I've been cooking this way for like a week, and I've noticed that I feel really, really good. Like really, really good. Oh, on that note, I'm going to have to talk about this in the next Behind the Scenes episode. Last night, I ordered the five-day reset from Chroma Wellness. So I follow Kristen Cavallari online. I have come to really enjoy her following her, seeing what she's doing. And she has done this Chroma Wellness five-day reset for many, many times. And so I was like, you know what? I want to check that out. And I went online last night and I ordered it. And I think I'm going to do it next week. So for the next behind the scenes episode, I will let you guys know how that goes. But I really just, I really always just want to feel my best. And I feel like when we are putting really high quality nutrient dense foods in our body, we're going to have the most energy, most creativity. We're gonna, Our gut's going to feel its absolute best. And that's just how I want to feel. And so I'm really getting back into eating much healthier than I was. So that is true comfort. Let's give you guys an update on dry needling. This is another thing that I mentioned in a couple of past behind the scenes episodes. I've talked about how I was having a lot of pain in my right hip, my right lower back, my right glute. And a lot of that was from carrying my kids on my left side for like five years. 
Ladies, if you are new moms, if you have babies, if you have toddlers, switch off the sides you carry your kids on. I know so many moms who have really messed up their bodies, including me, carrying your kids on the same side all the time. Because what it does is when you're carrying them on that side, you compensate on the other side. Like you lean to the other side. So I always carried my kids on the left side, which means I would lean to the right, which over five years shortens your right side. Well, it strengthens your right side muscle. So your right side actually becomes stronger than your left side, but it also like shortens everything because you're constantly leaning that way. So it just became this like bundle of tight muscle, which then started pinching nerves and impacting my SI joint on that side. It couldn't move the way it was supposed to. So I went to a chiropractor to get dry needling done. And I've gone three times now. I went two times pretty consistently. And then I took a break But I noticed over like a span of about a month that it was working. Like I definitely feel better, still not 100%, but way looser. So what what he did was he used dry needling. He used deep tissue laser therapy. He's used a couple other machines. He's done some adjustments. And he said what that was going to do was just kind of loosen things up so that when I do stretch and use my Theragun, it actually works. Like it actually makes me like stretches out those muscles and allows my SI joint to move the way that it's supposed to. And I've found that I've had a lot less pain and I'm running and I'm biking and I'm working out, you know, five to six days a week usually. And I've had less pain. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing this because it seems to be working. It's not like an instant fix, right? There are things that I'm doing to help this along. It's taken like a month, month and a half to get here. But I went back. I had another session done. And the other thing that I tried, which I absolutely loved recently, was cupping. I don't know if you've ever tried cupping before, but I went and got a 90-minute massage Fun fact, I don't think a massage should ever be less than 90 minutes. 60-minute massages are way too short. 90 minutes is where it's at. So I went and got a 90-minute massage, and I've actually already booked myself the same exact massage every month through next April, I believe. I was like, you know what? I just, I need to consistently take care of myself. I'm going to see progress when I'm consistent with these things. So I'm just going to go book myself out. That way I get the time, the person, the day that I want. So I had this woman, her name is Hannah. If you live by me, Hannah at Unwind. It's phenomenal. And she did this 90-minute massage and she did cupping. And cupping, oh my God, I was in heaven. Heaven. Cupping is a way to like, again, just get a little deeper into the muscle and help like loosen up that like fascia within your muscle. Oh my gosh, it was glorious. She did cupping, she did acupressure, she did massage. I was in absolute heaven when I left that building and I'm going back. Like every month I am going back. And so I If you have not tried cupping, 
and you are an athlete or you're someone who works out quite often or you're just like really, really tight in your in a specific area within your body, I would highly recommend cupping. So between the dry needling and the deep tissue laser therapy and the adjustments and the massage and the cupping and the acupressure, I'm like, I'm we're gonna get this body working the way it's supposed to. <laughs> I am 38. I am taking care of myself. Like taking care of my body is a big, big, big priority now because I'm getting older and I want to continue to be able to do all the things that I love to do. And so in order to do that, I've got to take really good care of myself. So highly recommend cupping, highly recommend massage, highly recommend being really consistent with these things, making it a priority to be consistent. I actually had that conversation around facials as well with a friend the other week. A couple of my friends were like, your skin just looks so glowing. And I said, well, I, number one, use Dime skincare products, which I've been using for over a year now and I'm completely and utterly obsessed with. They have changed my skin, but I also get monthly facials. Every month I go in and I get a dermaplane and a facial. And I've been going to the same woman now for over a year. I think it's been almost a year and a half. And they were like, oh, I just, I feel like every time I go to get a facial, like I end up breaking out. And I was like, that's why you have to be consistent with the same person. Because when you're consistent, you can go back to that person and say, hey, the last time when you did this, it I broke out and she can try something different. And so it took a while for her to get to know my skin. But now I walk in there and she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, do whatever you need to do. Like, look at my skin, whatever you think my skin needs, do that. And she'll just do her thing. And I was looking at my skin in the mirror today and I was like, my skin has never looked this good, you guys. Never in my entire life has my skin looked the way it's looked. So I will include the link for Dime in the show notes. You guys, Dime is phenomenal. Like it's absolutely phenomenal. So I'll include the link. If you use my link or my code, you get 20% off your order, which what I would I would so appreciate. I get a small commission for it. So if you're trying Dime because you heard me talking about it, I would so appreciate if you use that link and again, you get the 20% off. But if you're also in my area, Katie at Sloan Spa is my facialist. She is so good. She books out so fast. So you might have to wait a while to get in with her. But uh, again, she is one that I schedule out with. I'm scheduled out for the next few months. The next time I go in, I am going to schedule myself as far in advance as I possibly can because these things are just, again, important, have become more and more important to me as I get older. I want to look and feel my best. And so to do that, I've got to make these things a priority. So let's talk about, oh, we only have two more things to talk about, you guys. Let's talk about decluttering. Within MBA, there is a challenge where you are asked to declutter something. And, you know, typically we think of, okay, I'm going to declutter a room or declutter my kitchen or declutter my closets. And I have done those things. I need to do my office. 
that is something that I have decluttered before. I go through my closet every season and I get rid of clothes and create space. But this time around, I was like, you know what? I really need to declutter my inbox. You guys, I hate to admit this, but maybe this is relatable to you. I have, well, I have four email addresses. <laughs> Two, I don't even check anymore. I need to still go into those and I don't know, maybe just like deactivate them. But the two main ones that I check are my business email and my personal email. And between those two, I think I had over 10,000 unread emails. And in my personal email, I would get between 50 and 60 junk emails every single day. And every morning I would just go in and delete them, go in and delete them, go in and delete them. But within the actual inbox of these two emails, I had over 10,000 unread emails. And when I actually went back to declutter, I, in my one inbox, my business inbox, I had emails from like 2016. So I took some time and this did take time. I took a few hours, a couple days to go through my email inboxes and I deleted, I sorted, I got rid of things. And along the way, what I did was I started unsubscribing. And this has been a constant thing now. I do this every single day. If I get an email that seems like a junk email that I don't really wanna get an email from, I click unsubscribe. But I have been doing this and it is, oh my gosh, it is like the biggest breath of fresh air as I record this episode and open up my email. Right now I have, between my two emails, I have, let's see, 55 unread emails, which I feel like is such a huge improvement. I am keeping certain emails in my inbox to remind me of things because I need to go back and do certain things. So I still have like, I think I have under 100 emails in my inbox in my business email and I have less than that in my personal email. And as I go through and do the things I need to do with those emails, I will sort those out. But this has been just such like a refreshing thing for me to declutter my inbox. So if your inbox was looking like my inbox, I would encourage you, hopefully this will give you a little bit of motivation to take some time to go declutter that inbox. The next thing up on my list is to organize my computer. So my desktop uh, computer, the home screen is filled with things, with videos that I've done, trainings I've done, things that I just need to organize. And that is next up on my list for decluttering is to do that for my desktop computer, my laptop computer, and then I really need to tackle my office. My office is a pigsty currently. It was like the catch-all room this summer. I wasn't in here that much. I would just throw things in here. I have boxes that my mom gave me from my childhood. I don't know about you guys, but whenever my mom is like, I have a box for you, I'm like, no, like just throw it away. I, ha I haven't seen this stuff in like 
20 some years and I didn't miss it. So I don't feel like I need it. And when you give it to me, then I have to go through it and it just sits in my office. So I have like one, two, like five boxes in my office from my parents' house of things of mine that I need to go through. And then I have kids' school stuff. And there's just, this office just really needs to be decluttered again. But that is my decluttering and organization journey that I have been on. I also need to organize my kids' rooms, their clothes. That is a constant thing. If you have kids, you know how quickly at this age they grow out of clothes. You have to pack clothes away, buy new clothes, and it's just honestly kind of a pain in the butt. So that is where we are at with the decluttering. And then the last, oh, the last two things that I wanted to share. One thing that I've started doing, and I feel like this came with the change in seasons, is I've started burning a lot more candles in my house. I love burning candles when it's cold out. So fall, winter, eh, kind of in the spring, not so much in the summer. I just love, love, love burning candles. One of my favorite scents is like that um, fire smell. So that wooden fire campfire smell. So I like candles that give that like smoke, smoky campfire smell off. I have a few of those. My facialist Katie at her spa, she started carrying these candles and you guys, they are so adorable. They're called anecdote candles. You can get them from anecdotecandles.com, but um, they're just a variety of smells, but they're hilarious. Like the one that I have burning in my office is two weeks notice, <laughs> and it says, smells like burnout and peace out, black cedar and vanilla orchid. I have one that's like glamping, and they just make me chuckle, but they smell so, so, so good. I have also been a huge fan of Apotheke candles, A-P-O-T-H-E-K-E. -E. I'll have Joelle include these in the show notes for you. The smell from those candles, the smell from all these candles is really strong, which I like. I hate burning a candle and like not smelling it. And I don't want candles that smell like sweet. I like those like earthier smells. So the Apotheke brand has been amazing. This Anecdote Candles brand has been amazing. I feel like I'm always buying candles and it just creates this feeling of like, luxury and comfort in my home especially at night I turn all the lights down I'll have all these candles lit the other brand that I really love is I think it's Woodwick but when you burn it it makes that like crackling sound and I love 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 that sound in our old house which we lived in a long time ago because we've already been in this house for six years we had a huge wood burning fireplace and I just loved the smell and the sound when that fireplace was going. And so the house we live in now, the house we've lived in for the last six years has a gas fireplace, which is super convenient, but I found myself missing like that sound and that smell. And that's why I think I tend to get candles that sound and smell like that. But Woodwick Candle Brand is also phenomenal. And then I have been burning a couple House of Intuition candles. So I just recently burned the road opener candle. Now I'm burning the success candle. They're called magic candles. 
I absolutely love them. I 100% believe in all of this stuff. So if you're looking for more like manifestation candles, check out House of Intuition. But yes, I love, I just love the vibe that candles bring to my home. It makes it feel more luxurious, more elegant, cozier, comfier, all things that I want to feel in my house. So it's just amazing how these little things can make you feel a certain way. So I would play around with that. The other thing I've been doing is playing more music. So I do have a music system in my house. It's called a Sonos system. But I mean, if you just had like a little speaker or an Alexa or Google Home or whatever you have, you could play music on there. But I've really enjoyed especially when the kids are home because I really try to limit TV time. I really enjoy putting music on. One of my favorite albums in the fall is Mumford & Sons album Delta. Oh my gosh. If you want a phenomenal fall album, put that baby on. I love, love, love that album. I've been playing it nonstop. I love Mumford & Sons. I've also been listening to the Lumineers album. I think it's Cleopatra. I love OAR. Their new album, Arcade, is phenomenal. Newer album, Arcade. I love Of Monsters and Men. Just so I've been listening to all this music. And again, it just creates this amazing feeling within our home. So the last thing I'm going to talk about is school. You guys, my kids have now been in school for like a month almost. Yeah, by the time this podcast episode comes out, they'll have been in school for over a month. And I have really nicely slipped into the routine of being home by myself five days a week. I It blows my mind how quickly the days go. My kids go to school. I drop them off at like 7.40. I have to pick them up at like 3.05. And I'm just always mind blown at how quickly the days go. But I've been really cognizant about wanting to fill my days with a combination of things as I'm getting back into really like growing this business and delivering really high quality content and value, I wanted to make sure that I didn't get into the mode of just work, 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 because I can, because I have the time. And that is something that I work a lot with on my clients. I don't believe that working harder creates more success. I don't necessarily believe that working more creates more success. And that is a belief that I have embodied that is a belief that is now a core belief of mine and so I work but I don't want to work all the time my goal is to work about 20 hours a week I have made six figures the previous two years working about 20 hours a week which if that triggers you awesome you've got something to look at if that's inspirational to you awesome you can make six figures multi six figures working 20 hours a week So my goal is to work about 20 hours a week and then I want to fill the other time with other things. So I've been, we've been doing some coffee dates. I'm going to be doing the triathlon training, walking my dogs, doing things around the house. I've been prioritizing meditation, doing some breath work. I just want to, like I said, make sure that my days feel well-rounded, that I'm not working all day 
And so it has been such a wonderful transition and I am really, really enjoying it. And my kids have loved school. I love our school. I feel very blessed that they get to go to school here. I think it's a phenomenal school. It's a public school. It's a small school. My daughter's class has 15 kids in her class, which is actually large compared to my son's class. My son's class, I don't know how he has, how many he has this year, but last year he had 12 kids in his class. The previous year it was like 9 or 10. And I love that. I love the small class size. Their teachers have been truly phenomenal. They love them. They are doing so well. They want to go to school. They're excited to go to school. They want to go early. They're they're learning so much and it just fills my heart with joy seeing them enjoy school and really have fun there and make new friends and learn so many things. So school has been going fantastic. And yeah, that is the update that I have for you. That is what is going on in the life behind the scenes of me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it fun, lighthearted, relatable, valuable. I did give you some recommendations, some tips, some things to check out in various areas. And that's always my goal is in some way to give you guys value in these episodes, whether it just be a good laugh or, you know, high quality content with regards to money, mindset, and human design. So if you enjoy these episodes, leave me a rating and review. Please, please, please let me know that you enjoyed it through a rating and a review. You can also head on over to Instagram and chat with me there, but I will leave it at that and I will talk to you guys at our next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, had a breakthrough or an aha moment, be sure to share it with me through a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are what help the podcast reach more women who want to create more success and wealth with more ease. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me at Lauren underscore Francois for more tips, wisdom, and behind the scenes content. And don't forget to check out the show notes for any links referenced and the current ways we can work together. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect in our next episode.